Yes, I just thank you for that ministry, and I thank you so much for opening my heart and just calling forth all the lives of people who have blessed my life because they knew that. And because no matter what was happening in their lives, they were somehow able to open up and receive the love of God. I think this is this is such a reality of my life that I cannot help but just give praise. I could not be here were it not for the lives of people who without exaggeration, without drama, have lived those kinds of lives where I cannot even tell you from this place the kinds of harms some of them have experienced because it would be painful and it would be uncomfortable to speak it aloud. But people who have lived lives such as those who have come to know healing and self-worth and wholeness and dignity and grace and hope and new life because of the love of God. There are people that I personally know who have experienced the kinds of tragedies that you would not wish on anyone. There are people you know, amen, who have struggled through demons that we would not wish upon anybody and somehow have still been able, I believe, through the grace of God, to experience and to know the truth of God's love in their lives such that they have been made whole. Not just survived, not just made it through, but become whole and healing individuals themselves. Many of those people are here right now in this place. Hallelujah and praise God. God's love for us. God's love for you. God's love for you. God loves you so much. Yeah, yeah, and that's that sound, you know, that's the sound in here so often. In preparing the, the message for today, um, I was in prayer with the scripture for some time and um, have been deeply humbled about how to bring this word. I don't know if you realize it or not, but the gospel portion that was read today from the Gospel of John is actually a prayer. It is Jesus praying to God. Isn't that astonishing? We have before us the prayer that Jesus prayed to God on the eve of his betrayal. In fact, this is the longest prayer and there are very few of them. In the scriptures, we read about Jesus going off to pray and speaking to his disciples about praying, but we actually have very little transcribed record of what Jesus did pray to his heavenly parent. It is an awesome concept to consider that we are listening to the words of prayer of Jesus to God. And these words of prayer 
are for us. Let's take that in for a moment. The words that we heard read today are words of prayer that Jesus, on the eve of his betrayal, spoke aloud to his heavenly parent for us. It makes very clear that he is praying not only for those who are with him then, but for those who will come to believe because those ones did believe. This prayer, people of God, is for you. Now, Jesus prays for us that we may be one, that we may be whole. Jesus prays for us that we may be in Jesus and in God. In Jesus, in God, held in the embrace of the holy. This is Jesus' prayer for us. That we might receive God's glory through Jesus, that we might experience light and understanding, illumination, that we may be, he says, completely one. Completely one. Nothing out of alignment, nothing broken, nothing conflicted. Completely whole, free. He prays that we may be known as God's beloved, even as Jesus was beloved by God. Jesus prays to God that we experience God's beloved love for us as it was bestowed upon him. That we may be with Jesus in relationship, connected, where he is, intimate, that we might see Christ's glory, that we could perceive, that we could perceive and understand the presence of God within us, that we may know the name of God, that we may know the name of God. We know the names of the people who are close to us that we may have within us the very love of God with which God loved Jesus, that we would be in God, God in us, that Jesus may be in us. The prayer of Jesus to God before we were even born was for a wholeness and a belovedness and an understanding, and a deep, intimate presence with the holy that is difficult to even conceive. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Why are we here? I've asked this question before. I think it bears repeating on occasion in this place. Why are we here this morning in worship, listening to the prayer of Jesus to God for us? The answers, if we're honest, can be many. 
had told my friend Sam that we could meet at the 11 o'clock and we could go check out the new brunch down over in the Heights, that new restaurant over there afterwards. It's a convenient place to meet and it's kind of positive. Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe we're here because we made a commitment or it's just what we do on Sundays. Maybe we're here because we're looking for a really good response to our uncle, the Baptist preacher, who we're going to see when we go visit home over the summer when he asks what it means to be gay and Christian. Maybe we're here for a really good argument for or against being a Christian. I don't know. Maybe we're not really sure why we're here. Sure, right? It's all right. So here's the thing. No matter what our answer is to this question, why are you here? I'm going to suggest that there actually is just a pretty simple reason underneath whatever reason first came. Because we're desiring a little bit of love and a little bit of peace, a little bit of faith, a little bit of hope, in fact, even under that, I'm going to say, I'm going to break it down. When it all is said and done, I believe that all of us, whether we're clear about this or not, whether we are conscious and intentional about this or not, are here because we want love. Perhaps we're afraid that really we're not lovable and we're here out of hope against hope. Perhaps we are feeling a little inkling that maybe it is possible, and so we're here out of hope. But whatever it is, when it breaks all down, I think there's one reason we're here, and that reason is because we would like to know love. We would like to know love. That's a good reason. So here's the thing, trying to figure out what to believe won't get you there. Here's the thing, other people's faith, not gonna get you there. Here's the thing, a really good argument, breaking down the words of scripture, Figuring it all out, coming up with a good set of rules, not going to get you there. It's not going to get you there. Here's the thing. Even believing in God is not going to get you there. Yeah. It's a hard thing. It's a true thing. Over the past week, I've had numerous interactions with people in this community of faith, beyond this community of faith, who have spoken in one way or another about their longing for love in their lives, specifically their desire for God's love in their lives. As we have talked about this, Many of those people have said that it was not a matter of not believing in God. They did believe in God. 
most of them. They just didn't know how to get from there to the belief that God loves them. See, here's the thing. We can believe in God and doubt that God loves us. Okay, we can believe in God and doubt that God loves us. In fact, I would suggest that this is true for many more of us than we like to admit. And it breaks my heart right open. Because we're talking about people that we know and love. We may be even talking about us. We're talking about the pain of having longing for the love of God, indeed believing in the truth of the presence of God. We're talking about drawing very, very near to what we want most and not being able to receive it. If that is not a living hell, I do not know what is. See, the thing about it is other people's faith, other people's answers, a good set of rules, being a good Christian according to whatever we were raised by, those things we usually find in time don't get us the assurance of the love we are seeking. Do you know why that is? Because God will not settle for less for you. God will not settle for less for you. If what you want to experience is the love of God, that is what God wants for you to experience. Not somebody else's answers, not somebody else's faith, not somebody else's argument, not something that happens up here or out there, but something that happens in here, yours and yours alone, forever true, you and God, the thing you want the most is the thing God wants for you, the very most, God's love. And that's why those other things won't work, because if they did, we wouldn't keep going to get the thing we really need, the one thing we really long for, God's love. So here's the deal. God's love is not an emotion. It's a choice. This is not about whether or not God feels love for us. God has already chosen to love us. It's already done. God has already chosen you. God has already chosen to love you. Let's be very, very clear. Any of you read the scriptures? Any of it? The whole of the Testaments, the New and the Old, the Hebrew and the Christian Testaments are stories after stories of God choosing to love God's people. Correct? Over and over, God chooses to remain in covenant. God chooses to say, I love you. God chooses to say, I will not forsake you. Over and over, God chooses to love God's peoples. Over and over. And we're not talking easy to love folk. <laughs> if you've read those stories, you know. Right? We're talking about people 
who forget all about God, who blaspheme, curse God, get very mixed up in their own business, give up when things get good, don't really care. We're talking about human people, messy people, people that God reaches out and says, come my way, and they say, ah, yeah, no thanks, but I'd like some goodies anyway. We're talking about real people who are over and over again not honoring the reality that God has chosen to love them. And yet God continues to love. For God has made that choice once and for all. This is the reality that we know is revealed in Christ Jesus. Amen? What kind of choice is it that God becomes enfleshed? becomes embodied, becomes real and true and present and shows up right here in relationship with God's people. That's commitment. God gives God's only child to come forward into the world to embody, to practice, to show, to teach, to say, hello, everybody, here it is. This is what it looks like, God's loving God's people. Everywhere he goes, teaching, touching, healing, including, forgiving, uplifting, encouraging. God's love, God's love, God's love, God's love. Jesus living the love of God into our midst. Why? So we would know. The choice was made to love us totally, completely, and fully. Triumphant even unto and over death. This is a love that cannot be stopped by death. This is not kind of a wishy-washy thing. This is a full-on, I'm giving you everything I got kind of love. God has chosen us. And so for what reason are you here? To get that love. Great. Here's the deal. You don't get it by feeling. Sitting around waiting to feel that God loves us doesn't work for a lot of us. The reason why, we might be broken, afraid, have our own barriers, our own resistance. Our feeling connection isn't the, the, the deal. If God's love for us is not a feeling but a choice, I would suggest to you that the way for us to receive God's love is not by looking for a feeling, but by making a choice. We make a choice to receive God's love. God can give it all day long, but if we do not open our arms and our hands and let go of the junk that's sitting between us and the love of God, we cannot receive it. How many people are holding tight and saying, I don't feel it, I don't feel it, I don't feel it. Lay it down. Make a choice. Open your arms. We choose love. How do we choose it? By seeking it, by going after it, by pursuing it. How do you choose your partner? Some of us choose the people. What's that? <laughs> are we having truth telling back there? <laughs> I would say no matter what it involved, <laughs> and we'll just leave it there, no matter what it involved, it probably involved a degree of choice and time and presence. 
It's sort of hard to date just waiting to feel something with somebody you spend no time with. Right? Choosing love of God means choosing to spend time with God. It means choosing to believe what God is saying. It means choosing to experience a relationship with God. Novel idea. How many of the people that I have spoken with this week, how's your prayer life? Oh, you know, I kind of talk to God, you know, in the shower. Okay, yeah, well, you know, I'm always sort of talking to God, you know, driving in between things at work. Okay, what kind of relationship are you going to have if your primary relationship was someone that you occasionally chat with in the shower and every once in a while give a call while you're on your way to work? How intimate, how real, how deep, how true is that relationship? How much more so do we need to choose a relationship with God? Waiting for God to give us a feeling of love when we do not participate in relationship with God is sort of a setup. <laughs> We're setting God up. You don't love me. I don't spend time with you. You don't love me. I don't talk to you. You don't love me. I won't listen to you. You don't love me. I mean, really, we need to make a choice to be in relationship with God. We have to decide to have faith. It's called faith, not certainty, for a reason. You have to make a decision to jump. Waiting all day for the red carpet is not faith. Faith is faith because we don't know for sure, but we choose to step out. We choose to make time. We make a choice for love. And then we get on with it. And then we have to do love. That's right. How do you feel love? You feel love by doing love. How do you feel love? You feel love by doing love. It's not an abstract thing. It's a real thing. And how do you do love? You do it now. Worship now. Serve now. Reach out now. Help someone now. Give some love in now. Let's love now. Excuse me, but you are my people. I really love you. And I really know that God loves you. And I will tell you, it's time for you to do some loving now. Some of you doing some loving a lot. A lot of you doing some loving a little. It's time for you to usher now. It is time for you, I'm sorry, to serve communion. Yes, you. Yes, you. Serve communion. God bless you. Do it. Now. It is time for you to teach the children. For real. You, who else? Who else is going to live the love you're looking for? You can't feel it by letting someone else do it. You need to do it to feel it. Welcome someone, hand a bulletin out, pray with somebody. There are so many ways now you can live the love of God, and guess what? You will start to feel it. You will start to know it. Why? Because you'll be making it real. And finally, you be love. You be love everywhere. You just be it. You just be love when you're standing in the grocery store behind the single parent with five kids, two are crying and one's taking stuff out of your basket. You be love right there, there, then. Right? 
You be love when your partner <laughs> returns from the store and says, oh, honey, I'm so sorry, I forgot the only two things you asked them to pick up. <laughs> you be love right there. Right? We be love when you pull up to the stoplight at the place where that guy comes every time and knocks on your window and asks you for money. You be love there. How? Carry around a case of waters in your back seat. And every time someone knocks on the window, hand them a bottle of water. Be love now. $2.50 for 24 bottles of water. Be love now. How do you be love now in the grocery store? You be kind to the woman in front of you instead of being angry. And you try and be loving to those children who are going to see the face of Christ in you. You be love now. And how do you be love right now when your partner shows up not doing the thing you want them to do? You accept the reality that Jesus Christ is standing right next to you as you talk to them. In fact... We might even go so far as to say that Jesus Christ is right in their face as you are talking to them. Because who we are to each other is the face, is the face of Jesus Christ. We are the love now and everywhere. And so the love we seek, the one thing we want, requires one simple thing, that we choose it. And when we choose it, then we do it now. And we be it everywhere. One love, God in us, us in God, Christ in us, us all one in the love of God, made whole. That's what we're here for. Amen.